0: Hey everybody, welcome to AQ's Blog & Grill. We're excited today to have Amy Smittower with us. Now Amy is from Columbus, Ohio, but more importantly than that, she's becoming a global presence in social media. She is uh, writing a book, she is keynoting at very important conferences, and uh, it's just a lot of fun to talk to uh, Amy, so we're going to do that right now. Hi Amy.
1: Hello, how are you?
0: Great, thank you. So. Amy, I know you love this question. Is YouTube dying?
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I, I think it's even more relevant than it's ever been. Uh, continually, we have the, the the statement coming out of 2016 is the year of video. Of course, they've been saying that since 2009. It's great. Right. Uh, but it, all the new platforms coming out only bring more conversation to the variety that is video and how we can all use it so not only that youtube is the number two search engine on the planet it's not dying it's thriving
0: there we go now i kind of set you up for that because i know you've you have can i say i ranted? have a response for it every time you have a response <laughs> for that well that's good now how are you seeing uh the future unfolding what, what kind of insights can you share in terms of you've got snapchat you've got um I don't know the Periscope, uh, Meerkat. You've got all of these things. Now you've got Facebook going live, and you've got YouTube. So what is what is it going to look like? Are these things going to stream together? Are there's going to be a hybrid. What's going on?
1: I just think overall, it's everybody having more access to creating content with video. If you look at Snapchat, the reality of that working right now and 10 billion daily video views is that it is the average user's ability to edit like a professional video blogger on YouTube. The quick movements, the creativity with drawing and adding emojis and things like that, you're simply taking something that's been a little out of reach for the average I wanna document my life user and you're giving it to them in a really quick way. So I think honestly that the future is just this. It's only getting more accessible for everyone. From the average user to the brand, you're going to be able to use video, and you should be, and you have no excuses not to.
0: Great. Now, one of the other things I know you're quite passionate about is mass uh, mailing your Snapchats. Uh, <laughs> or, <laughs> or not mass mailing your Snapchats. Give us your, give us your opinion on that
1: you know i i i've started to understand why people do this it turns out you get a score on snapchat and the more messages you send and receive the higher your score so i can understand why people are doing it it's just really annoying it's making the experience not as cool as it was before because we were having this really intimate message in a hidden environment in our snapchat and now it's just a spam box in my opinion
0: so so the detrimental roi here would be return on interruption which kind of ticks you off
1: yeah well it's unfortunate because snapchat is mind-blowing to me right now i've gotten more client inquiries more speaking opportunities from snapchat than in my main channels in some time and it's really bonkers to me what's annoying is I don't want to check the inbox because I have to get through all the junk in order to find those.
0: This is why most people can't have nice things. That's Um, right. Just no, you can't. You keep doing that and it's wrong. Now you have a, uh, you have a blog and it's called the Savvy Sexy Social Site. That's right. Now, how did you come up with that name? What was the relevance of that to what you wanted to do?
1: the point of the name was I was coming into the industry at in 2011 with video experience and there were not a lot of marketers doing a very good job of video at the time. And so I thought that it was immediately a differentiator for me. So that was also a, a, a nod to how I wanted to teach my potential clients. I wanted them to not only be pulled in by the fun personality and the funness of learning through vlogs, uh, but that they could do the same thing. So the, the idea being that you need to be very savvy about your approach and your strategy, But the content, no matter what your product is, can be sexy if you know how to put it in the right context. And then, of course, the social, having to do with the social atmosphere of where our content lives. So that's really where the name came from. Okay.
0: So when you're now mentioned as one of the up-and-coming women entrepreneurs, and people ask you, well, how did you become an overnight success? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we all know the story behind being an overnight success. How did you do it?
1: I think it's patience, mostly. Mm-hmm. I was fortunate that I knew my differentiation at mm-hmm. the beginning and that I had editing and personality and video going for me that if I wanted to stand out amongst, not my competitors, but you know, complimentary people in this industry, mm-hmm. I was going to be able to leverage this. How I did it was never stopping. You just have to continue to remind people that you exist. It's not about annoying people, it's just simply getting your message out there. If it's important enough, and you can put it in the right context, for me, context is fun on YouTube, then you get to stick around, and people wanna be there for that. If you go away, if you flake out, if you just stop, then you'll stop. And giving up after 10 episodes on YouTube not going viral is what we are used to seeing on the average brand that's like, it didn't work for me.
0: Yeah. So, you know, we were chatting earlier uh, about Gary Vee and I think one of the, the strongest things I've, I've heard Gary say without an F word in it uh, was content is not king. Context is king. Yes. And, and, and I think that's so true because I've watched your blog, I've watched your posts and it's not just about you, it's about how
1: you are thinking about
0: something bigger. Yeah. And isn't that what people tune in for?
1: Absolutely. And and what's interesting is I started with a personal vlog, that was something else. It was the Schmatastic channel. Savvy Sexy Social is only starting to get a little bit more personal in the last year because now I have positioned myself after 600 episodes to say like, look, I've got this whole archive of how to do it, mm-hmm. I've got it. Now I can show you the journey for what it's done for me and how you can continue to be motivated by this. Context is huge. So I've taken that into consideration in a couple of ways. The personal video blog, this side of my life, that's very YouTube relevant, that's big time and making sure there's value in it so people can watch it feel like they're a part of the experience and then be able to take something from it that is everything to me so all the episodes sort of leading up to this more personal turn have really been guys I know something and you have to know it too and really delivering that as quickly and effectively as possible so I'm not wasting their time and they're not wasting mine
0: right so who are some of the clients that you've been helping um Amy, the, get better at social, including vlogging?
1: I think a lot of small business owners is who I tend to work with. And video is what people come to me for. The small businesses that have a personal brand that's willing to take that on are the ones that come to me and say, how can I make this topic fun for my customer? Right. And it's all context. Meeting your, your uh, customer at their level of understanding and saying, I understand what you're going through and I'm going to help you address it in a place that you are familiar with and in a way that you want to be, to receive it. That's, that's what I do. And that's who I help.
0: Perfect. So I guess what we're seeing then is this, um, you know, where the, where the internet started was kind of like this, this web of information, uh, and it's now become this, this web of sharing. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then beyond that, I'm guessing that it's going to become a web of value so that, you know, wh- why we're interacting, why we're having these conversations is we're actually providing some form of value to people who want to tune in and learn.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's all value because we're just trading time over every, every, all we're doing, every human being, whether I'm the content provider or the content viewer, it's it's time that someone's asking for. And so that has to be value packed. And uh, that might be ingrained in my system so much to a fault. A lot of ways that I've had to grow as a speaker is that I want to get up there and just be a college professor and tell you everything I know. Sometimes that's not the most effective way to deliver, right. but value packed is, is what I'm thinking all the time. And I know that's why I've been able to grow a really loyal and incredible community. And so any brand that does that is going to to be on the right track it doesn't matter how that content is developed it can be a written blog that's absolutely still relevant yeah. video is just how everyone's consuming these days
0: yeah exactly so I know that you're you're winging out of Columbus Ohio and across the pond uh, mm-hmm. to Scotland and, and you're going to be speaking at a, at a conference in Edinburgh which is a great that's city That's right. so what, what's the conference on what's your topic
1: my keynote presentation is called Be Their Favorite, Why Video Will Launch Your Likeability and Attract Your Audience. And so it really is that motivational, if you haven't been doing this yet, why aren't you? And the accessibility of video, like we talked about earlier, and all those things that you should really be thinking about. I also get to fortunately follow up that presentation on the main stage with some more tactical stuff. But yeah, it, it really is a time to compel people. That video is so accessible. We don't question it when, you know, the the dog is rolling over and being cute. We want to just take a video and post it on Instagram. We, we should feel that way when our brand is doing something very cool. And so that's really what the presentation is all about.
0: Wow. Okay. So now you've got a series running right now called 30 Days to Vlogging.
1: Yeah. 30 Days to Better Vlogging. It's just Better. a 30-day guide. And, and what I found was I've been doing this a really long time. And the same questions that I asked myself and the internet in 2009, um, I had to work really hard to find those answers because back then the video bloggers were trying to keep all their secrets, their cameras and their editing and their fancy skills the, tight, tied, tied to the vest. Right. Um, and now that information is out there. And yet I still get those questions. And it's because I'm their favorite. They want me to answer the question. Right. So I thought it'd be really cool to just offer this guide and make it very accessible because although I do help small businesses and, and uh, brands, I also help the average person that just wants to document their life and go to their nine to five job. And so I really wanted to create something accessible for all of them as an entry level uh, product. Great.
0: So I know that you're a graduate of the Ohio State University. Mm -hmm. You're a, you're a Buckeye now. Mm -hmm. What did you take while you were at university? Obviously, it, it has everything to do with what you're currently doing now.
1: No. <gasps> no? <laughs> I feel like you knew where that was going. Uh, it's funny, I, I went to school for political science. Uh-huh. I immediately got an amazing opportunity at a, a, a law firm in downtown Columbus where I helped assist Uh, somebody who started the lobbying and fundraising sector after he helped our then governor get into office as the lead fundraiser. And then I fell in love with marketing and left the cushy job 401k and paycheck to do this. And I thought, you know, that can always be a fantastic plan B. I'll go Mm -hmm. be a campaign manager. I'll go do all the things that I've learned in any way that I can, but I really got to try this because I'm young. I can take risks and I haven't had to look back yet. I was there for 5 years and the amount that I learned working in that field in terms of people skills and connecting and marketing and fundraising these were critical things that set me up for what I do today. So it wasn't even that I'm not using what I learned in school or in that field today because I just went into social media land. It's all very much connected. And I can tell you a lot of politicians that tune into my show to find out how they can talk about themselves better online.
0: Well, there you go. Now let's talk about a mutual acquaintance of ours, uh, Brian Fanzo. Ah, love Brian. What is with that guy? I mean, what is he running on? I mean, he must be taking some sort of... (laughs) Monster
1: energy drink, last night. I think it's monster.
0: Monster, okay. Glug, 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 and then he follows it up with a few cans of Red Bull, but okay, good. Now, what is it that Fanzo's doing that you and I think uh, is so important right now?
1: You know, I I think Brian's a stellar example of our industry changing really fast, which is ironic because Mm -hmm. he's a change evangelist, but... When I look at Brian, I actually see even more opportunity in myself as a speaker because I think as we're seeing the media change and how people consume media and consume information, I think we're also seeing that change in industry events and how we set expectations for the leaders who are presenting to large rooms and saying, you need to be thinking about this. Um, Brian has done an incredible job of hustling to get his message out there and okay. he's able to get on stage to do it because he does it in a very compelling way and people look at us and they're like, "Oh, it's the cute millennial doing their thing." <laughs> but that's I mean, we we are a force in this economy oh, yeah. and uh, and therefore in marketing. And so I think that he I think that's what it is. And I I look up to him in ways when it comes to uh, exuding the passion for which you are working so hard for. And I know that I have equal passion, but I look at him and I'm like, I don't think enough people know I'm passionate based on how Brian's presenting it, because this is just <laughs> crazy. Like, it's just like, I can feel it coming yeah. off of him. Incredible. Yeah. So I think that's, I think he he indicates how special it is to be at, at this moment in time in this world being able to share our message the way that we can. We all have the ability to do it if we want to and if the message is that important to us. Right. He's a great example of that.
0: Yeah. Who is it besides uh, besides Brian that sort of stands out to you as, uh, as being a key player with you at the forefront?
1: I, top of mind for me mm-hmm. would be Jay Bear. Uh, yes. Because, I mean, he's he's absolutely incredible, he's brilliant, and he's an, an amazing speaker. I look up to him in that capacity yep. um, in terms of helping myself grow and speak. But the Hug Your Haters movement is r- a very important one because mm-hmm. it addresses social media and customer service, which is the vast majority of what social media really is. And so if you don't know who Jay Bear is, then you've just been truly missing out. He's written some really great books, but Hug Your Haters is a can't miss.
0: Yeah. Okay, well, Amy, it's been great chatting to you today. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. People, go and check out this website, Savvy, Sexy, Social. Because Amy Smithauer is the power behind that uh, behind that site, and thank you again, Amy, and have a great time in Scotland.
1: Thank you so much for having me. This was wonderful. Okay, thanks, Amy.
0: AQ's Blog and Grill.